It's already happening. Go. Uh, welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right. Movie the Podcast. It is Emilio Estevez. We watched Judgment Night scored Bang. by Alan Silvestri. I'm pause. just going to put it out there. Pause, 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 pause. Gogs is so like attuned with the Predator movie. I, I just text teachers. Like, how many times do you think Gogs has seen Predator? Because I get this text um, from was, them, the boys watching, watching it. Yeah. yeah. Watching it's like, so hey, doesn't is the Predator soundtrack pretty similar to Judgment Night? And I'm thinking, no, not at all. Like, Judgment Night's all hip hop. And then I'm like, oh, like the score? Gogs, like, yeah, sounds like exactly the same. So I looked it up and sure shit, Alan Silvestri scored both movies. So Gogs. How many times have you seen Predator this year? It was pretty just in like, general. If you had to, if you had to guess, I, if I had to guess, north of forty. Jesus Christ! Uh, I mean, I've been watching Predator. No, like, like so. Here, just real quick. One of my earliest Predator memories was I taped it off of whatever WB fifty four or whatever. Like as yeah. a child, right? I taped it's it off a of Saturday the, afternoon movie, Predator. and I just remember yeah. I remember showing it to kids in my neighborhood going. Look at this shit when he like when when they assault that villa and he puts like and they just blow everything up and he puts that like satchel charge in the back of that old Ford truck they're using as a water pump and just sends it into the middle of the place. I watched Pre- I love Predator. I love Dude, that w- so NUV much. was super weirdly based because they would show people's heads literally exploding, but if somebody oh. said like hell or fart, they would nah. bleep like a whole sentence. Yeah. No, miss yeah. me with that. But yeah, the whole thing was just <laughs> like like they shouldn't they were just showing straight up violence to twelve year olds on Saturday. Like they did not give a fuck. As soon as you switch the dial on that TV to you and just ran it around to fifty four all bets were off. It was, I it had was to explain that whole concept West. the other day because WNUV came up and I was like, yeah, you went to UHF. I'm like, what's UHF? It's like, yeah, the old TV where you click it to you and yeah. just like, fuck. It was just yeah. the experimental dial we're, on every we're very, TV. We're didn't, very they play, uh, didn't they play the Death Wish movie like on a constant repeat? Oh my God, uh, yeah. yeah. It was like action and, movie theater, horror movie theater, kung fu kung theater. Kung fu theater. I, I do like, uh, I feel like Emilio Estes has probably got a lot of stripes on WNUV Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah. I know for a fact Free Jack was on there about 30 so, times. So I wanted to just pose this to the group, right? Like, like looking back at like Emilio's oeuvre, right? Like all of his movies are like big, silly swings, right? Like everything's sort of like out of the box, like kind of nuts. He made some goofy ass movies. I mean, yeah. like, like, like Max <laughs> Overdrive was goofy. This movie's kind of goofy like we both know the young guns movies are goofy you know, both the young guns movies are goofy we know free jack's goofy and like if you take fucking mighty ducks as a premise that they just made like a full-blown manslaughter and alcoholic the coach of a peewee like hockey league that's yeah. goofy. yeah that's, that's goofy like the, as shit it's like oh you yeah. can get out of your fucking uh, vehicular homicide charge by coaching this team of ragamuffins yeah <laughs> he's goofy about it kill anybody he just got arrested for drunk driving well we don't know if he killed anybody he was well he in that particular scene he didn't <laughs> actually kill anybody it's it's like hey patrick bateman do you think you could coach this double touch team Whoa, that, what a good that's idea. what he's playing right oh, like that's I don't the know. fucking like, character i'll try i guess i'll try yeah. <laughs> i mean it is patrick. my job <laughs> <laughs> so so what did we watch tonight? We watched we watched Judgment Night. Uh, Judgment Night. This movie is 
full of people. This movie, I'll put it out there. This movie rules, and I don't know. Yeah. Sean, this may come as a huge shock to you. It's like I was halfway through watching it. With Have TV you never Mary. seen this? I've never seen this. I've listened to the soundtrack, <laughs> of course, and I think I think I got this mixed up with either surviving the game or just bits and pieces of like both Running Man and uh and. What's the trespass? Like all those like urban and like all the ice tea survival movies, all your ice tea based survival films. <laughs> yeah. And then I just remember bumping the soundtrack and I'm like going through this because I'm like, what happens next? Have I seen this? And I'm going to, I'm going to say something totally unhinged that I texted TJ and I'm going to wait for the show. Dennis Leary's actually good in this movie. I looked at TJ during the movie. I go, not for nothing. Leary's fucking bringing it. Yeah, he's, he's excellent. Um, this movie, I, I've seen this movie a bunch when I was a kid. I had probably haven't seen it in, since then. But this movie is much goofier than I remember it being. Oh, like, yeah. It, it's downright, like, stupid at times. Like, yeah, it's but, like Looney Tunes. Anyway, we'll get the into it. The initial premise is ludicrous. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> and we're, like, something, Jeremy something that I hear. a boxing fight so he Bro, rents a Winnebago. What? Four people in downtown Detroit. I know oh. we've run late for things before. No, it was what Chicago, time right? did they leave? <laughs> this boxing event? I, I guess round one or the national anthem would be my guess. <laughs> also, like, okay, like also, did anyone also else? That they, they live in like some kind of post-apocalypse where there's no people on the streets of this Have city you, at any point. You know what? It, it is insane. Yeah, However, but... I will postulate if anybody in this call has been to Atlantic City about three blocks off of the main strip, that's what it looks like. God, at least it did in the early 2000s. me of the end of Batman in Gotham when there's a literal bat plane yeah. heading for the ground, but there's not a single <laughs> citizen anywhere. No one loaded. No one was loading. Yeah, but, right but at least, at least in the that scene you're talking about, Alec, th- that was after he had the like the Joker poison gas. So, yeah, like, that's true. Either yeah. people are dead or they ran away. This they movie, smiley. It, it, funny enough, I said during this movie, if anyone's played the game Arkham Knight, it hilariously like you get to drive around Gotham in the Batmobile. But there's no people. Oh, because of the tank, yeah. Yeah, because because they didn't want you to be able to like murder people right. with the tank. But anyway, let's uh, we'll get into it. We have a lot to talk about. Well, hold up, real quick. Did Sean or Alec pick up on the uh, one of the thugs in Dennis Leary's presumably Ooh, Irish Everlast? gang? Or, Everlast? Yeah, of course. I, he yeah. looks. I had to look up his his vital stats because he looks enormous in this movie. Everybody else in this movie must be fucking he tiny. Looked, he looked like Travis Kelsey. He yeah, was a big he boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. He was gigantic. And then one of the other goons is the bad guy from The Mask. Yeah, and oh, uh, Zed from Unusual Zed Suspects. Well, he's Redfoot in Usual Suspects. Also, That's also uh, true. Kane's girlfriend from RoboCop 2 helps them out briefly. Yeah, right? In the apartment, I was like, I know this broad. Oh, oh I know my, my ethnically ambiguous 90s baddies. like <laughs> Maria Casino. <laughs> yes, she was a has-been. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what a fun film. I can't wait to talk more about it. Um, So what did you all watch this week? Alec. Oh, I watched a few Ooh. things. Let's go. It's going on two weeks now. I know. It's been a little while. Oh, oh did you watch? What the hell did we watch last week? Oh, no, Maximum Overdrive. You didn't watch Max? I didn't. I, I, you I should have, watch it. I, I was interested on, uh, to hear your thoughts. 
I had planned on watching it on the plane on my trip to beautiful Matthews, North Carolina, but uh, mm. no. POV, um, you work for Alec at the grocery store. Hey, is this motherfucker ever not on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched five things. Mm. Uh, watch Uncle Buck. First time I've seen it. That movie's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, yeah. Big fan. Classic John Candy banger. Big fan. The Can Man. Um, yeah, he's tremendous. And that girl who plays the teenager is awful. Like, she's a good actress. <laughs> like, she played such an awful person in that. Like, I couldn't believe they made this girl to be so awful in this movie. Like, she plays the biggest piece of shit. She's, like, ruining his relationships for no reason. Um, yeah. She's pretty much a scumbag until it benefited her not to be anymore. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's adorable. Not Anna Klumsky. I forget the girl's name. Uh, she went on to do other stuff too. Gab, Gab, Gabby something maybe? I don't know. There you But, uh, it was a lot of fun. John Candy's, uh, I mean, John Candy's just. Oh, he, all right. He's a blast. He was a fucking legend, man. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'd never seen it before. So I'm glad, glad I, uh, got to watch it. Stacy picked it for us to watch. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. When I said I'd never seen it, she was like, what? Fuck! <laughs> kind of like what you guys, kind of like how you guys reacted. A lot of movies, like, you've never seen that. Like what the fuck, man? <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. Um, I watched. Remember the Titans movie is a, a banger. Hell yeah! It was like one of the best uh seventy soundtracks of all time. Um, Big Up Spirit in the Quick Eye by Norman Greenbaum. The best Jewish song about Jesus. Which uh also is alleged allegedly, not allegedly, but uh possibly the most the most used pop song in movies. Oh or like popular than, uh, song. Give me some eleven. Yeah, more than give me some eleven. <laughs> yeah. <love>. yeah. <laughs> Alex said girl is like Everything. Yeah, you're, yeah. The I, girl from Uncle Buck is also look, Daddy, the baseball men from Field of Dreams. Maybe that's what you're thinking of that she's in. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, maybe. I I maybe. remember. What's her, what's her name? Uh, Gabby. Shit, I just looked at it. Stand by. Hoffman. Gabby Hoffman. Maybe she has a very similar name to Abby Hoffman, the fucking yeah. political rabble rouser. Thinking like, who is that? Um. Uh, the thing about Spirit in the Sky is I remember it was in, like, it was one of those songs that was in, like, every fucking trailer. They put it in a shit ton of trailers. I feel like it was in every movie where they were going to space. For yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, like that Space Cowboys? Space or Cowboys like, or, like, Armageddon. Maybe Armageddon, Apollo 13, maybe every, like, we're at ground control yeah. kind of trailer My scene. First- my first experience with it was actually on the Wayne's World 2 soundtrack, of all things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, soundtrack. banger soundtrack, Wayne's World 2, everybody. Shout out. I mean, both Wayne's Worlds had really good soundtracks, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Wayne's World oh. 2 had, like, a bunch of the live tracks, because they had the con- Wayne stock. Wayne stock. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, yeah. Tia Carrera's York- version of fucking uh, Ballroom Blitz well, is better than the fucking original version. <laughs> Oh, hey, absolutely. I'll stand by hey, that. Hey, yeah, I legit, until like five years ago, didn't know that her version wasn't the original. 
Is it TJ? Is it <laughs> Sweet that does the original sweet. version? Yes, yeah. yes. I was trying to think of that. I could not come to that. Did Norman Greenbaum like, have thought... a second song? Oh, I'm sorry. Who? No, he did not. Okay. Got to just hear it in the sky. Norman Greenbaum songs, but nobody liked them. Mm. He wrote Norman uh, Bingbong. He wrote Ava Nagila. <laughs> oh, wow. Good oh, for him. <laughs> Royalty <laughs> free. Yes. <laughs> Didn't get the publishing on Ava Nagila. Royalty free. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, Which is weird for them. <laughs> oh. Musicians, uh, I mean. <laughs> got very, very high. What did you last week you watched? The Hot Rod and Pop Star. Oh, yeah. yeah. Andy Samberg Pop, duology. Popstar Pop is like your predator. Yeah. That movie is yeah. funnier every time I watch it. <laughs> That's what we should do one day, uh, like, is just make a list of the movies we think of when we think of each other. Like, the top that's five, a, you know, the top five that's Alec a, movies. That's a, that's a fun idea. Have a month. Everyone just have, like, an Alec month, but it's oh, picked, that's by, not bad. picked that's by, a good show, idea. by Sean yeah. and TJ and me, and then, yeah. I, I like love that, that idea. idea. Oh, that uh, sorry. Idea. When you said, I remember the Titans, all I can think of is Aries Spears and Mad TV doing his Denzel. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. <laughs> Aries Spears, what happened? Man? Didn't he lose a foot, like, for real? Oh, oh, no. oh, did he get the sugars? I think, yeah, I think so. Oh, that no. Sucks. Of course, I might I might be wrong and just be awful. That's um, a shame. He's funny. Very funny. Man. Yeah. Aries Spears, James Candle. I mean, he's that insane. Dead. Oh, my God. The fucking ice cream bit. <laughs> Can't do that one on the show. No, we cannot. <laughs> um, yeah, those movies both uh, fucking slap. Uh, oh, yeah. And Hot Rod, I just, I just, I learned on this, uh, this viewing of it. So Hot Rod was directed by uh, Akiva Schaefer. I knew that the other yeah. two were in it. The whole mm-hmm. cold bean scene, like Akiva <laughs> Schaefer hated it. He wanted really? it cut. He fought to have it cut. And oh no. Andy and Jorma fought to keep it in. So then they like went and remixed it and made it weird like it is in the movie with all the weird cuts and cool, stuff. Cool, yeah. yeah, cool, cool, beans. cool beans, beans. Cool beans. Um and then he he wrote, finally gave up and just was like, fuck it, whatever. Cool. I feel like Hot Rod <laughs> is the Dante's peak to uh super beds inferno or what volcano. <laughs> like I think of them as a piece for some reason. Alec, is it in the regular movie or is it in the deleted scenes where he's like, I told you to knock and he comes knocks and opens the door back up and he's just got that engine standing in there and he's beating the shit out of the engine with the oh, hammer in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Just working on my I, car. I, like, I know for a fact you don't like to party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna nurse you back to health. I'm never gonna eat you. Will or that babe? Wait, babe. Wait, babe. No, just always get. To like, me and TJ saw that in the theater together. The oh theater, my god! Like the only two people laughing. I've been mm-hmm. howling. If you're a fan of uh, in stays and stunts or dying <laughs> stepfathers, <laughs> there's a fun there's a fun playlist of movies that we've all seen in the theater that no one was laughing. Uh, yeah. The Ten comes to mind. Walk Hard. I didn't even know that got yeah. a theatrical release. Um, we only uh, saw Team it by, America by accident. Was, yeah, not by accident, yeah. but the movie we went to see, we fucked up the times. Yeah. So we saw the 10 and we saw it with like four people and nobody was laughing except for us. Uh, Team America, famously, uh, no one was laughing at that. Movie, oh, really? Which I don't, 
insane. I thought that movie was fucking hilarious. Dude, what I was in the theater when they did the, and then I swore a jihad on the infidels. I was fucking howling. Like, I was crying. And that's right. He sucked my cock. <laughs> He's a martial arts expert from Detroit. What is it that Chris Parnell says in fucking, uh, uh, Hot uh-huh. Rod, where he's like, I like to imagine the young man had sex the night before, so with urine stream split, oh, so it's going like, on to, uh, it's like, you see here is a stream of urine going on to television, and this other stream is going on to FM radio. I like to imagine he had sex the night before, the little piece of semen is still in his penis, splitting his stream of urine both at the same time. I love green tea all day, somebody's getting a dick hole smashed. Oh, hell oh yeah. my god, I love that. Who let him go rant for now? So goddamn good. They have the random street riot when they're like, <laughs> they're like celebratorily going towards the race at the end or towards the jump at the end. And then like the whole town breaks into a massive riot. <laughs> and they're saying how, they're saying how crazy it is and how they couldn't believe something that bad would happen. And they did as Danny McBride like holding a TV over his head. <laughs> Oh my god! The fucking the punch dancing scene where he falls down the hill and it's like not funny and then not funny and then the funniest shit ever. Like, yeah, what a fucking movie! I was alone in the woods, punch dancing out my rage. (laughs) When after a long and incredibly painful fall, (laughs) oh man, I could watch that movie every day and not get tired of it at all. Um, it was, me. It was well ahead of its time. Like it was yeah. well ahead of its time. Yeah, and I don't even know that it, like it would be considered like a cult favorite now. Like nobody, nobody talks, talks about that. It might movie. still yeah. be ahead yeah. of its time. Its time may not have shown up yet. Yeah. Um, it's gonna show up in like ten more years. Yeah. Have you During the water wars, the troops are gonna movie. enjoy it. <laughs> you see this old ass movie, Hot Rod? <laughs> I was on the ground floor, son. Oh my god, with President McBride? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so one more thing. The last thing I watched, um I watched the conclusion of the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Oh uh volume ah, three. I was wondering if you saw that. I did, and you know I did because I posted it on Facebook. Yeah, I, I act like you're not on Facebook. <laughs> I, I am, but anybody like, on Earth. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I have a very like I don't retain much information because I post so much. Um, and, and so how it was is it? Excellent. Oh, like it is go. so goddamn good. Um, it's very funny. Like it's it's if you like the first two Guardians movies, you're gonna like this one. It's James Gunn. It's his same sensibility and sense of humor. It's very funny. It's very sad at points. Um, it was kind of bittersweet at the end because it's like, like as far as the MCU goes, like this is probably the best group of characters. Yeah. But then they've probably and- done the best job like developing over the course of just a couple of movies, really, because they didn't get a lot of development in the Infinity War and stuff like that. But it's bittersweet seeing it end because it's almost like, well, we're not going to get to see this anymore. Yeah. James Gunn's um, last MCU movie, right? Uh, yeah. Pretty much done. everybody in those movies is last MCU. They're all, I don't think their contract is past this movie. So. Well, I think um, Chris Pratt's coming back because of one of the, the tags I heard at the end. Suggests, um, so. I mean, maybe, like, maybe. 
Okay. Like it says, Star Lord is will return, but who knows with all like the interdimensional shit they're doing? Like, yeah. it could be somebody else has <laughs> yeah, Star Lord. Like, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. How hard like, was the the animal stuff to deal with? Because that's what I've heard. Is it's tough. fucking rough, man. Like, yeah. it's it's uh it's rough. Like, I was in tears for probably half the movie. Oh, no. Like, it's fucking depressing and sad. And the villain. Like the high evolutionary, like before the movie, I was like, "What a shitty villain they picked!" But yeah. the dude that plays him, the guy from uh, that's the guy from uh, Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker, yeah, he's great. He is so fucking good. Like this might be one of like the best villains in the whole wow. MCU. Like he's um, so goddamn good, and well, he's like, he's not. He has no redeeming. He's a fucking evil. It's not like well, that's good because in the comic he sucks. Yeah, he in does. In the comic, he's just confused. that's why when they pick like him I'm up, just confused with him in the comics. Yeah. Like I, yeah, he's just I find him very confusing. But like, it's just Jim Shooter standing in the back of an office screaming that all of them need a crossover. That's the high evolutionary, I believe. So, and you can spoil is is Kang mentioned at all? In no, this, this has uh, like zero. A, a, a tag up question: Do you think he was and it got cut at some point? I don't know. I don't think so. I doubt it. This movie seems pretty disconnected on its own. Yeah. I mean, if you think like, about it, really, aside from obviously, aside from like the Infinity movies, like the Guardian stuff didn't really, you know what I mean? All the three yeah, of the Guardians, Guardian movies kind of felt like their did. own thing. Because Guardians yeah. one just really, I mean, I guess kind of introduced the Infinity Stones. Yeah, but. It was like an afterthought to the plot of the movie. It wasn't right. the movie. And the second one didn't have any mention. And this one doesn't like really have any mention of the greater MCU at all. Um, but it's fucking excellent, man. Like I got to get out there and see it again at some point. Um, I thought it was a fucking blast. Uh, well, Bradley Cooper. I didn't watch so goddamn good as Rocket. Like I didn't watch anything, so I, I want Alec. If you can expound, I want to know: Can James Gunn save the DC universe, or is it already done? I mean, he can. It depends on how much they're going to let him, like, reboot and redo. Like, James Gunn's a talented guy. Yeah. Like, Suicide, uh, the Suicide can, Squad was good. He yeah, but did, did that do, make any money? I thought it did. I, I thought so. it did very well. Did it? Okay, he I can, don't know. He can do, like, he can do funny. He can do serious. He can do dramatic. He can do, like, weird gross-out action and stuff. Like, he can do it all. It really is going to depend. Like, they appointed him the 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 show director right yeah lack of a better term of like the whole thing yeah but it depends how much leeway they're going to give them until they're like no we don't like that never mind well yeah. i also that's because like the dc like uh warner brothers is not known for their like long creative leashes no with all this shit because like oh yeah they're, they're even the with worst. their boy Zack snyder well i think it's with james gunn even with marvel though like because they've hired a lot of directors that have kind of they pressed into something. I think James Gunn, like, you can't really, like, he's just going to make the movie. He's going to, I don't think you can make him make another movie. Probably you know just what walk I mean? Away. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't I mean, he maybe. almost walk away from Guardians 3? Wasn't there, like, a controversy he like, got, way back he when? Got, well, they fired him. Because yeah. oh, yeah, he yeah. Was, was some tweets he had or whatever. Like some old tweets from years ago. About inappropriate yeah. Yeah. topics. Because people then, don't remember the early 2000s and being edgy. I mean, yeah. that's just what things were back then. But then they, uh, 
Don't look at any of my they, posts 20 years ago. Oh, God, yeah. They, they, I'm they, MySpace they is trash. They are rehiring. But, like, the movie ends on a note where, like, everything everything is kind of satisfactory concluded, but also, like, you're sad because you want more, but yeah. Yeah, it's also appropriate It's like where they kind of left everything. Um, Adam Warlock is fucking great. Like that kid, another Walter playing him character. is so it's he's so funny. We're the Millers, right? Yes, he's really. Is good. he also in Malcolm in the Middle? Is he one of the kids on there? Mm-hmm. No. I don't believe so. He's uh, he was he was from a Bandersnatch. Yeah, he's been in a bunch Uh-oh. of stuff. He's from Midsummer. He's the guy that yeah. peed on the tree in Midsummer. I don't think he's not. The, he isn't from Mac. No, he's British. He's not from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, he's, he's a Brit. limey Brit. Mm-hmm. He um, was in the Maze Runner movies, actually. He was, and I liked, kind of liked those. I liked the first one. Um, it's really good though. Like I recommend it to everybody. I know Sean, you suffer from the Marvel fatigue. I don't. Think I still want to see it. that. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you would feel it with this. I, uh, I like it's. It's very very good. I worry that the DC, his DC reboot is going to. I think that, that the, the fatigue, the superhero fatigue might be more widespread than just Sean. Like, I think he's going to be up against that too with the DC stuff. Well, it's like, like, what do you do with that? Is he going to make like a fucking Adam Strange or whatever and the right. Rip Hunter and the Time Lords fucking like, or I don't know, Shadow Pack? Like, what's going to be the weird touchstone? Yeah, who knows? But anyway, uh, anything else, Alan? No, that's it. Everybody go, uh, well, everybody did it all see Guardians because it like beat the next movie by like 15 times in the box office this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I didn't get a chance. To, I'll see it this weekend, but yeah, I, didn't, I, need to I go. didn't get a chance to see it last weekend. It good. I'm looking um, forward to it. The only other thing I watched was we started watching a TV show so you guys might have heard of. I don't know. It's getting advertised heavily, but I can't remember where. It's called Jury Duty. I haven't heard of it. And it's... uh. It's an interesting premise. It's it's kind of like you remember that reality show that came out when like the reality shows first started, and the one guy they were like the joke was on him. Everybody else was actors acting like yeah, like, Joe was millionaire called, or whatever. It, no, it well, was, there was called. Jo- there was, I, I remember it very well. It's called Joe Schmo. Joe oh, Schmo. Okay. And it, yeah, of all people that was in it, Rickety Cricket was one of the actors oh, shit. that was a contestant on the show. And Sean, you'll appreciate this. If you go to YouTube, Hassan did like the whole series. Like he did like oh, yeah. to do it. And that's, it's really funny. Um, so this show jury duty is basically a premise of that, but they, is it like I, a I, fake I a, case? Yes. Oh, it's nice. a fake case. They get this guy called for jury duty. Everybody is actors except for him. It's a funny idea. And <laughs> it is insane. It's really funny. Um, Seems like you'd have to go through a lot of legal hoops to like fake like sequestering a jury. It does seem like that, doesn't it? But they did it. <laughs> the best fucking part. One of the people on the jury is James Marsden as himself. Oh no! Shit. <laughs> oh, I, is, have, I have seen ads. So for this. goddamn. Yeah. He is so goddamn funny. Like he's trying to like saddle up to the the non actor guy the first day, and he's like. Telling him all the stuff he's been in, the guy's like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard of 
any of these. He's like the Sonic, like the Sonic movie just came out. He's like, I heard that was terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's really That's funny. Hilarious. James Marsden is so good. Just He's like playing like a hyper real version of himself. Like a JCVD or a unbearable uh, talent, whatever the fuck that Nicolas Cage, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But uh, it's really funny. And he's, James Marsden is really good at it. What's and, it uh, again? It's called, it's on Freebie. Hmm. which is somehow Amazon, right? Amazon. Yeah. Cause like they'll link some of your stuff onto freebie from Amazon. Oh. I don't know exactly how the relationship works, but the show is really fucking good. We, uh, we watched a bunch of episodes the other day. I was high as a kite. <laughs> and it was like the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's funny. I watched a few more tonight when I was not high, and I still found it funny. So it's still funny. That's a that's a, a stamp of a funny show. <laughs> high yeah. and not high. It's still still hilarious. Still double up. Uh, that's all I watched. Uh, goggles. Uh, I watched two things. Two uh, things. I watched. Uh, the first thing I watched was I watched Onward with my family. We don't need to get into it. I love that movie. Uh, moving on. I watched, I finished watching that Shudder original movie Revealers that I was talking about last week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Uh, it the ends a little whatever. The whole thing's kind of huh, but like in general, I liked it. Like the end, there's a big, re- there's a big reveal at the end that I would, uh, I won't say I struggled with, but I was like, oh, that's a, that, that's, that's something, but it's like for those of you who didn't tune in last week, it is about a uh it's set in like eighty two or eighty six it's set in the eighties and it is about a like a uh, uh, a woman who works at a peep show and this woman who's protesting the peep show uh are trapped in the peep show during the shoot end of the world in the biblical sense, like the horns of the angels of the gates opening. That kind of end of the world scenario. Do the angels look like classic gross biblical angels? The one angel that showed up that they were dealing with did that guy look like a full blown demon? Uh, like a million eyes and all that weird. Yeah, stuff. like all over the wings. You only see the one. You see a bunch of smaller demons, and then you see the one big demon. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, but it's it's like a it's basically like a two hander. It's just these two ladies kind of working their way through it, and then like I don't know, like. I don't want to say this, like learning about each other and coming to a begrudging understanding, you know, the classic, uh, unstoppable scenario. Um, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's another shutter original recommend, you know, if you got, if you got a spare 90 minutes, give it a look. Let me know what you think. I, uh, I, I saw it on shutter over the weekend. Like I, I scrolled through it. It, it looked really good. So. It, it, and then, based on what you said, the premise sounds awesome. So the premise is cool. Like I'm saying, I don't. I mean, I, I'd like to know what your thoughts are. At the other day, like I didn't love it, but I did not hate it. It was. I, I thought it was enjoyable, and it's like a. It's like a. You can tell it's like a relatively inexpensive, you know, uh, indie film, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm here to support these things. Uh, I also started watching a show. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I'd never seen it before. Uh, it's called The Sopranos. <laughs> um, I've never you, watched it before. You've never watched The Sopranos. I've never watched The Sopranos. So Liz That's and I wild. have been watching The Sopranos. Uh, pretty good that show. Pretty, pretty good. Can recommend. Um, so you know, 
if you're looking for something and you haven't checked out a show from 1999, uh, yeah, and you have HBO, give, give Sopranos a look. It's really uh, good. It's really good. And, uh, it's like a lot, like having never, like you always see clips of like all the mob shit that happens in it. Right. So I'm like, okay. I didn't realize how like artsy it is and like kind of weird at, at times. Yeah. Yeah. But like more often than I expected, like way more dream sequences than I expected, like way more of that shit. And generally that's what pe- people don't like about this. Show. Oh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was like refreshing. I was like, this there's like cool. whole episodes though that you'll get into that are dream sequences that are kind of, uh, really annoying. Not good. Okay. I wouldn't but say that's... not good, but they're just kind of, fr- I don't, you know, well, it's funny too. Cause like, I mean, watching them now is different than watching them, you know, when it came out. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you probably have a lot higher tolerance for that stuff since you're streaming it, and you can just go right to the next episode, you know, when you had to wait a week to watch Oh, that. yeah, I guess that's – yeah, I can just power through it. Like, we're watching mm-hmm. – like, we got on – Liz and I got on a tear. We're doing, like, two, three episodes a night, so. Nice. Um, yeah, I think you'll like it. I, I'm So, thus far, very into it. Because it's uh, also kind of about, like – movie. Oh God! Do not watch that fucking movie. That movie is fucking. Yeah, I heard the movie's not great. In articulate um, Italian noises. <laughs> but uh, it uh, it, it's kind of like uh, like uh, a ghost dog, because it's kind of about how like mobsters are fucking idiots. Like like they're not very good at being mobsters half the time. No, that's what's wild about it. I didn't realize it was kind of like about. It's like it's like the mob is going is waning so hard, and it's like just about. I mean, it's all about like sort of existential crises of like mm-hmm. just going. It's like going through personal shit, but also like everything you've ever known is just well, on the decline. We do love sad old men whose ways of life are dying. That's yeah. like our genre. No, it's our like favorite it's genre. Great. It's like it's like no country for old paisans. Like <laughs> <laughs> no old country for old men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, new world for old men. Uh, but that's all I watched. TJ. Uh, I watched two things. Uh, one that was really good. God damn it, the Orioles just lost. Um, one that was really good and one that was, uh, really bad. Uh, the really good thing I watched is an Australian movie from like 2010 called Ooh, The Wolf Creek. The Love Duel. No, God, no. That uh, but, uh, it was awful. I remember. We all watched it together. Wait, what was that? In a theater. Wolf Creek. Oh, know, yeah. TJ oh. screamed at some prepubescent girls who wouldn't shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. TJ's like a fucking chatterbox magnet at the movie theater. You can't go anywhere with fucking him. Yeah. I, I remember distinctly saying you could have sat and talked at home for free. <laughs> like, I could do that at home. Yeah. Um no, I watched the movie called The Loved Ones. Um, is that the prom one? Yes. I've seen it. It is. It is great. I really yeah. liked it. It is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets like a high school prom. Yeah. Uh and it's a lot of fun. I and really enjoy it. Super gross. It's way gross. It's very quick. It's a very quick movie. Um, is there the an extended, le- real quick, is there an extended amount of time they spend at a kitchen table in that movie or like in a kitchen or no? I mean, most of the movie is kind of in a kitchen. Cause yeah, like, okay. Then like I'm thinking the same movie. Yeah, they're in like, I mean, basically like this movie, when I say it's like Tex- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's, it's like they took the dinner scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stretched it into an entire movie. Yeah. Um, and well, not, I mean, that's not the whole thing, but that's the, that's like the, the crux of what goes on. Yeah. But it's really good. Um, the lead, like the villain, that that actress is fantastic. Like she carries the movie. She's really good. She's really compelling. 
And like the thing is that the movie generally is just like this the main character getting tortured. And I usually hate that stuff. I find it really boring. But like I don't know, the the, the villains made were like really compelling and like it was Well, like, I think maybe because it's a gender flip thing, like it works a little bit better for you. That and like they they just made it believable enough where the 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 guy getting tortured like he gets out of it like just enough times where you're like oh maybe he'll figure something else out like, yeah I don't know I really enjoyed the movie a lot I thought it was really really good what what you I, watch it on it's on the Plex uh, oh. I don't know if it's available on anything else um, but it's excellent I I can't believe I've never seen it before because I I really really liked it. Um, there is a, I mean, it, like Sean said, it is fucking gross, but like, I will say that like a lot of like the grossest parts, they don't actually show and they like leave it to your imagination. It's even worse. Like there's this part where she like carves this shit in this guy's chest and then she just like covers him in salt and it's just like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> like Jesus fucking Christ. Um, anyway, great movie. Great movie. I fucking loved it. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Like if you like, again, if you're, if you're into like, the vibe of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think you'll like this movie. Um, really, really good stuff. Uh, a B plot that I didn't really care for, but the A plot was great. The B have plot you ever seen, didn't make any sense. TJ, have you ever seen this? Seems like a TJ movie. There's a New Zealand horror movie, like a comedy horror movie. I think it's called Homebound or like House Arrest, some shit like that, where there's somebody like living in the wall that they're kind of aware of, but kind of not. <laughs> no, but that sounds funny. Like no, people I have, under okay. the stairs? Kind of, but like a, yeah. a slapstick black comedy version of that. Wasn't that People sounds... Under the Stairs a slapstick black comedy? Was it? It was goofy. It was definitely it was funny. funny. Yeah. I don't know if it was intentionally funny. but There's a scene where guys in a full-blown dim suit running around blasting everything with a shotgun because he couldn't figure out what the fuck. Um, uh, so the other thing I watched, uh, going back to Shudder, uh, I, I've touted Shudder and how great they are like over the, the course of this show. Uh, unfortunately, they don't they don't hit them all. Um, I watched a Shutter original called Spoonful of Sugar, and it was fucking awful. I I watched it. wait when I watched. Did you watch it? It's about the a babysitter. A babysitter. That, yeah, it's the, like the, super the, horny and like yeah, it's super horny and it's like yeah, it's like fucking it's terrible. Like, it's, it's in the Yorgos Lanthimos dimension of perverts. Yeah, you I mean, talked it, about this movie, right? It is. It is in a Yorgos Lanthimos dimension of perverts, but like. The characters, like, it doesn't, I don't know, like, nothing feels intentional, like, it's very odd, and, like, I didn't like, I didn't understand, like, any of the movie, like, I just, like, the, the, the main character is, uh, she's, like, a schizophrenic or whatever, so she has a psychiatrist that doses her with, like, LSD, and then, like, she, like, then she's a serial killer, and then the family's a serial killer, it's, like, it was awful, I fucking hated it. It was so bad. Like, but the fucking shitty thing is, is like the first 20 minutes are kind of interesting. So I was like, all right, I'll let it play out. It was very uncomfortable when I watched it. I just was so like, I was just, it, it, it wasn't uncomfortable because it was just so bad. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't like identify with anything that they were going for. Like, I, I really don't understand the like point of the movie, like at all. No, it's like, a cast of likable characters. And like, and like the the there's like a there's like a plot where like the mom so the the mom has this like the 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 mother and the father have this like fucked up kid that like 
uh, the mom says that he's got all these like crazy allergies or whatever, but like, it seems like he might not. And it might be like one of those, what's that? Uh, there's like a thousand by proxy kind of situation, but that doesn't really like play and play out at all. And then the mother is like sexually repressed. And then like the, the babysitter is like sexually repressed. See, I took it as like the, all the, um, I didn't think it was like Munchausen's. I thought it was they do all this stuff and say he's got all these things to keep him out of society because they know he's a fucking psychopath. I mean, I guess you learn that. I guess you learn that by the end, but like by the end, it's like, who cares? Like who gives a shit? Like it felt so cheap. So like, so here's the fucking movie, right? The, the babysitter again, like the babysitter, like is a super weirdo, like the whole time. Right. And then you, you find out that the babysitter is like she babysits at houses and she like steals people's husbands and then she murders everybody. That's like her bit. And you find that out. And it it is tacitly related to some kind of trauma that she experienced. But again, that's kind of just touched on briefly. Like everything, this movie is like a shotgun of ideas, but they don't focus on any of them. Um, So anyway, (laughs) she's a, she's a serial murderer. And then you find out like the, the big twist of the movie is, the kid, like Gogs just said, the kid doesn't have a bunch of fucking allergies. He's a fucking murderer too. And they lure in babysitters to murder. And it's like, what the, what the fuck did I just want? It felt like such a, like a cheap, like ending. Like it was so stupid. I, I hated it. I thought it was garbage. Absolute garbage. Don't watch it. It's terrible. <clears throat> fucking terrible. I, I, uh, I forgot that Gogs watched it. I didn't remember that at all. So I probably, oh, did you watch it too? Yes. That's what no, did just, no, did Sean watch it? Too? No, no, oh, but uh, I remember God's talking about it. I don't remember that, but I don't remember, like, once we record, I forget. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But anyway, uh, Sean, you said you didn't watch anything, right? Well, to, uh, in, so I actually have a machine that plays Blu-rays again in the house, so I started uh, oh, yeah. starting on all the Blu-rays that I've been sent by you boys over the last little bit, ah. so <laughs> I've got the whole Melvin Van Peebles, I've got uh, 36 Chambers. I also have Black Gestapo, which I put in, I'm like, oh, I can put this in, and, you know, I can put this in and kind of, like, do other shit. And I look up, and there are two porno detectives grabbing a topless hooker by the head and beating her head into something for 15 minutes and i'm like i'm going to address this later like so <laughs> i will watch black estapo report back but i, I i'm black very Estopo. into black the, the five minutes of it that i saw so fucking weird and like well you saw the first five minutes right where they intercut the title card with literal footage of like nazis and it's like what the yeah. fuck am i watching it reminded like, me of like a lot of the beginning of three the hard way for some reason oh, but yeah. like yeah i can see that um, but yeah, um, I will report back when I get through this, this stack of black exploitation movies that I've got, oh, yeah. uh, from you guys and Kung Fu, which kind of counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into judgment night. Um, Gogs, what happened in judgment night? Wow. What did, of, of all the nights to pick uh, to go to the city, why? <laughs> oh shit. Alec got you. Go. I've been sitting here for like 40 minutes trying to work. A Judgment Night <laughs> joke from D12's album, and I just yeah. realized that it's Devil's Night, not Judgment Night. <laughs> well, well, God damn it! Yeah. Well, yeah. shout out to fucking Dave from De La Soul because I'm still having trouble dealing with that, and that's literally the first thing that you hear. Also, is, shout out, shout out yeah. to the Crow for having Devil's Night in it, and I think that they're. I would to think I was telling. Shout out to Devil's Night for having the word "night" in it. 
Yeah, I, I, was, I was telling PJ, maybe this exists. Maybe Dennis Leary's gang exists in the same universe as Big. Oh, as, one, one million percent. I, this this Chicago is right next to the Crow. This the Crow in Detroit, right? Like, is so, the Crow in Detroit? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, then yes, um, confirmed. Right off the, right off the is, bat, is Chicago known for having heavyweight boxing championship fights? No, so. nor are they known for having particularly racially diverse gangs, especially white ones past 1940. Chocobata so it's, it is a weird artifact. Of there is a uh, a lot of white people in this movie. Like it's very, mostly it's, white people yeah, in the it's movie. Very, it's been kind of weird. Almost though. exclusively. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Also, very little. I, I said what I said. <laughs> Somebody sucked this baby dick. Uh, <laughs> Cuba Gooding anyway, Jr. Everybody. Anyway, so to, to to run it back, of all the nights to pick to go to a heavyweight fight, why did they pick Judgment Night? But that's what <laughs> they did. And uh, so Emilio Estevez is there with his, his wife. His wife is a total bitch. <laughs> They're having a little parental spat about getting to go out because, you know, they've been stuck around with this baby they created consensually. Hey, hey Gogs, pause. How many times yeah. have you had the same exact conversation with Liz or Stacy and Alec? Hey, all your friends are shitheads. <laughs> like, Never. Uh, at, she she tells me to go out. Oh, yeah. Stacy rules. Liz, Liz likes my friends more than me. Uh, not more than I like my friends. She likes my friends more than she likes me. Sweet. Um, we, we're in a running battle of who likes my friends more, me or her. Um, so anyway, uh, Emilio Estevez and his wife, uh, who will later be transported by the police to what presumably is an active war zone with their child. Well, like, I didn't recognize what this location was when I saw this when I was a kid. It's like a cross-street market kind of thing that has a hotel in it, possibly. Yeah, no, it's, but we'll it's get so it. weird. Yeah, no, yeah. it was like an antique mall with a – it was yeah, exactly. Actually, it's exactly what I said to TJ. I said, it's just like this like cross-street market but vertical. <laughs> like, um, so anyway, uh, Emilio Estevez is there. Uh, his wife's just giving him the business. Uh, meanwhile, Cuba Gooding Jr. is flirting with some, uh, convenient cheerleaders. Uh, then Jeremy Piven comes through with the, uh, campaign bus from Frisky Dingo season two. Uh, and he's just kaboosh. I think that was transmission fluid. Uh, he comes rolling in. The thing has a full blown PA system. Yeah. The fact that this thing has a PA is so ridiculous. Like, why would you need a PA on your like luxury RV? Like, Why would a- you need a loose Nintendo not mounted to anything on your ten minute trip to I, the yeah. United Center? Question mark. Where I'm, are they going? God, God, God's, God's pointed it out. There is no less than fourteen TVs in this thing. Uh, also, this movie fucked me up because I was like, "What the fuck are they getting on those TVs? They ain't got a satellite." The next scene. Oh, we got a satellite. <laughs> They got this huge, like, expanded satellite on the top of this. Oh, yeah, that's like a NASA great, yeah. I think God's is right, or whoever said it. It is a campaign bus. Like, this is the only function this thing could serve. Why would it be wired for so much media? Well, so so Jeremy Piven's coming, rolling through the North Shore suburbs, like, passing (laughs) through North Africa. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Piven, uh, permanent like Jeremy Piven, probably in his early twenties in this movie, but looks forty five. Like he yeah. is his his Pivenist in this movie, by the way, in this movie that he did in Entourage, <laughs> which conservatively yeah. took place 
15 years later. Oh, yeah. this is like an alternate history uh, buddy Israel story. Like, he is... Oh, <laughs> he comes rolling through with this bus that he swindled out from the under, I guess the local bus dealership that has just six of these beauties on the lot. Uh, their oh, other those, friend... Those, those exist, my friend. Well, he <laughs> rented it, correct? It, no, he didn't even rent it. This is the, he's on a test drive, I believe. Yeah. Take it for the night for a test drive. That's insane. Back with Stoli <laughs> Vodka and Jack Daniels. And there's, there's a, a, there's a glass now. Oh, like I drive by a dealership. Those things cost like 350 grand. Yeah. yeah. They're better like, than they cost more than a well-equipped house. Fucking nuts. Oh, you know, this guy slid him a bag of Coke to borrow this bus for an evening. Like, <clears throat> Or, or, or not, because this this dimension doesn't make sense. Because at some point, so so they're getting ready to load in the bus. Their other friend can't make it, but conveniently, um, the lead singer from Sugar Ray can. So he rolls up in his like Dukes of Hazard mobile. Oh my god, he does look like Mark, Mark McGrath in this movie. Like it's kind of insane. It's a baby face Steven Dorff blood tornado situation. He is he is the Wish.com Christian Slater. They're like Christian Slater's too old to play your brother. Get his non-union Mexican equivalent. Yeah, yeah. This is this was his Esteban Dorff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christian Slater's off doing something with Charlie Sheen. So they're like, all right, get Steven Dorff to do this with Emilio. Um. <laughs> Oh, and then later you can be uh, Deuces Wild. So now <laughs> they uh, they all pile in the bus and they're heading to see some championship fight. Um, d- d- Jeremy Piven is straight drinking. He has just vodka on the rocks on the dashboard, going to town. They're stuck. Yeah. On, they're stuck on that ramp. Uh, here's we'll do a little local. Keep it keep it keep it very inside. Uh, they're almost at Raven Stadium, but they're at the turnoff for MLK, and they just can't. They're just dead. <laughs> they're end going to traffic. adopt a puppy. It barks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And he, he he puts his thing down, flips it, and reverses it, and sends the truck backwards, and then pulls off to the I don't know a parallel hellscape dimension <laughs> where no one, they're, all of the people that populate that, I guess, fled it in their cars, and that's why the traffic was happening. Well, they, they're in the Crow be... Detroit, but it's in the Crow LA filter, because it's yeah. all like, yeah. the, the, the color palette in this movie would suggest that the entire town is on fire. Yeah. the equivalent of what Goggs just said, of taking the MLK exit, but instead you ended up in, like, Sandtown. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, and not cherry right <laughs> there next to the outer mine. But yeah, it's like it's it's like when they when they you got to figure like it's conservative what like nine o'clock at night when they maybe. do this like it's right. like cops. Uh, it's yeah. so weird and They're like just, I get it's it's something that like you can't help but notice as you watch the movie like why aren't there any people around like it's very it's a, it's a cross between like like uh fucking transformer chicago and stalker like i yeah. don't understand the population <laughs> well, I, I, in this. I, I, I said it to gogs like this movie would work better if like there was like a post-apocalypse or they were i i think that this movie kind of works better if if they're in like a foreign country you said like they were, they were in like yugoslavia this movie works better yeah it's kind no of i weird. like i like the post-apocalypse thing it's like oh no we're going into the we're going into the chop or whatever and it's like oh man we can't cut through the chop nobody goes through there anymore yeah, yeah. and the chaz or whatever they were calling it at the well, end. it's like they, they had to get to a they had to get to the, the fight at the other side of mega city one but they decided to go through <laughs> the cursed lands to get there I, the i'm glad you earth. said mega city one because there was a point in this movie where it's like oh this is 
is like going to be dread. Like, and I'm like, oh. It's like, is this the city that got sunk into the earth for the running man? Like, what is happening in this? So anyway, yeah, okay, so anyway, they back up and go to the cursed earth. Yeah, so they go there, and uh, they they hit New York undercover, but not Malik Yoba in, the like, Puerto and I know what guy. you can, or know what you did last summer situation. When he, when the Puerto Rican guy showed up, I was like, oh, look, New York undercover. And then I thought about how many times we brought up New York undercover <laughs> on the show. The show that so, ran for half a season, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. The seven episodes of New York undercover. We all remember that difference. show, though. Yeah, and it introduces to Malik Yoba, who I instead remember him from his very short run on Arrested Development yes. as Ice. That's right. The party caterer. Oh my god. Oh, so anyway, we're 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 in the cursed earth again. Um everything's happening for a reason. They hit this kid. Uh he's oh, got Well, he's, hang on. Before that, yeah. uh they pull up on the spawn alley where all the spawn bums live and nice. like, Oh yeah. Ugly Ostro's out there, and Jeremy Piven gets his <laughs> fucking Roscoe. He's got an unholstered Beretta. Was it a forty-five? It's a Beretta some kind nine of, millimeter. Okay, yeah, some kind of small caliber handgun. Yeah, uh, but big enough. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it'll get you where you're going. It'll get the rig rolling. So yeah. he, uh I mean, it's not quite enough to shoot up a school in Texas or in anything else in Texas, but it'll it'll do the job. Well, thank God this one didn't take place in Texas. Um. This took place in regular ass, maybe Chicago hell dimension. Uh, so yeah, this kid gets, they pick up New York undercover. Uh, he's having a bad day. He not only did he get hit by a tour bus, but he also has been shot. Oh, uh, and Jeremy Piven is possibly gacked up, definitely drunk and like will not want to pick this kid up. No, no. So he's they, like, yeah, uh, they, they have the scam where they, where they, they hit you and they make you gay or something. Let's yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Emilio Estevez, just the moral compass of this film through and through. Well, he's uh, got the morality jacket. He's got that, like, it's not quite a members only and not quite a leather jacket, like dad jacket. Oh, speaking of jackets, I liked, like, the non-denominational sports jacket Cuba Gooding Jr.'s wearing this whole film. Yeah. Uh, well, well <laughs> yeah, it's like a Letterman's first... jacket with no letter. Yeah, it just says 1989 on the side, and then he only wears it until they go to... uh what I guess is like some sort of uh, a, a bum uh, resort in the rail yard, which we'll get to. Um, they, I believe they affectionately refer to well, as the condos. Anyway. Well, yeah, well, that's where they go into the uh, the escape from New York prison. Yeah. In Chicago. It's where the well, Duke lives. Well, it's like it's it's like the clown train car later because every scene they cut <laughs> to the group and then they cut back it's two bums. They cut back it's four bums. It's like they're like <laughs> dividing by cellular mitosis. Like every time they go back, there's there's twice as many bums. No, no, it's, it's like a, a Jamie Madrox thing. Every time Dennis Leary swears, two more bums <laughs> pop out. <laughs> Multiple bums. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, they pick up they pick up New York undercover. He's bleeding. He's like, "Get me out of here, man! I'll do whatever. I'll suck your dick." And they're like, "All right." And then I missed they, that part. They, <laughs> I missed that line. <laughs> they're driving away through the hell dimension, and then eventually they get smashed into by Dennis Leary's Cadillac. Okay, and then they get run into <laughs> uh, an alley where they get sandwiched in between two buildings. They don't know what to do. Well, this so, is also like Gogs' favorite thing—the vague crime that they're involved in. Like, I don't—is it ever yeah. explicitly said? Like, there is money, he but they are just the doing rules. crime stuff. Yeah, they're just doing—they work for the crime store. Like, they're just—he <laughs> yeah, stole just, from the crime store, and now he's got to pay. 
there's some all-purpose criminals. They just they're they just do bad things. Yeah. Also, they they did you mention they drive into like an alley that's like three feet across and get the fucking RV stuck? Yeah, they get they get the, they get the doors smooshed in, and then the 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 car is all jacked up. They, they they wreck the car so hard that the glove compartment pops open and the gun flies up, but then the the glove glove compartment closes itself. Uh, Jeremy Pivens just sitting here lamenting the fact that he's got to pay for this thing. Spoiler alert, he won't have to pay for this thing. Uh, and then Zed comes through, breaks the back window, takes New York undercover out, and then Dennis Leary shows up. And I shit you not, like I looked at TJ, the scene where you finally see Dennis Leary's face because he's given his whole speech about how Fidel Castro could have been in the major leagues, but the Pirates blew it, and then we got the Bay of Pigs. But then he fucking pulls the gun on the dude, and the first time you see his face is in the muzzle flash, and that's a yeah. cool fucking shot. This movie there looks is. good. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does. And there's also some like really interesting, like th- th- it comes out of nowhere, but the guy starts using like the Leon angles, like it's like like. Or are you talking like, about the the like nothing compares to you shot where it's just Dennis Lee's yeah. like lower jaw kind of superimposed in the front of the frame? Well, they yeah, also do the, like the the I don't know what it's called, but like Leon. The background, the foreground's in focus. Yeah, but, like, yeah. You know, oh yeah, the, the, the rack focus, the soft focus. They do that a bunch in that, like, towards the middle and end of this movie. Don't they do, like, a ground dutch in that movie at some point, too, where the camera's kind of laying down, looking up? Yeah. There's a bunch. They do a lot. They do a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, He must have been working through his textbook when he was making the movie. Um, This guy also made Predator 2, so fucking shout out to Predator 2. He (laughs) understands how post-apocalyptic cities work. (laughs) Me and this guy would fucking hang out. Um, He made Predator 2 before this. This is the movie right before, or right before the actor. Maybe he used up all his extras in Predator 2. I don't know, but he just, it was, oh, it's so dope. Uh, anyway, uh, so Zed pulls dude out, dude gets blasted, and they're like, all right, no witnesses. So uh, they smash out the front window of the RV. They light it on fire. Uh, the, the bad guys shoot through the fire. Thankfully, the fire melts the bullets before it can reach them. And now they're on foot. And now it's the Warriors. And it is... They go to uh, the bum city on rails where I already said we we, in, we met the Jamie Madrox bums that shake them down. And then they finally <laughs> like open up the fucking doors and like it's like every every homeless person in the world like floods out of this fucking thing. There's maybe 60, 70 people in this car. Yeah. Uh, he zaps the guy he sees in the nicest letterman jacket. And that was the bum who could have made it and went to college and then I guess didn't anymore. Um so everybody's still running through the city. They they meet up with uh uh Kane's girlfriend in like they, they find the only building with a light on and they work their way through this apartment. Well yeah, this uh, is the dread portion of the movie. Yeah, and then when the bad guys come through, they are cleaning house. They are taking every door. One dude's taking the door, he's not even he's knocking with his shotgun. This shit is unhinged. They are well, constantly like, creating witnesses. I feel like everybody kind of reacts like in a realistic way, like especially in this scene, because like get the fuck out of my house. Like there is yeah. no fucking negotiation. Like it's 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 cool. Like I like, don't don't get to it. Everybody, it's cool. like the main characters are freaking out. Nobody's like an action hero. Like I feel like it's fairly appropriate for a movie like this. Oh yeah. No, everybody's like well, so then well we'll get into who gets action yeah. hero we later, but <laughs> so now they get to the roof, they they uh, they're they're going across this uh, this siege engine bridge that these kids made to storm Constantinople, and they fucking climb across. And Pivens 
like too he's not dealing with it. He's gonna go he's gonna be like Fred whatever from VHF or you uh uh not VHF uh VFW VFW. He's like going to go with these guys. Yeah. yeah. And so they're watching so Cuba Gooding Jr., Steven Dorf and Emilio says are watching from the other rooftop. Fucking uh Jeremy Pivens over there going, Hey guys, let's let's make a deal. Fucking once he's again, his, his fucking um uh and die hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. A poison pill here to ruin the deal. I'm your white knight. Knight. Uh, Hans. Booby. Yeah. Alice is not my friend. So then, uh, they fucking, uh, uh, why can't they be saying? Leary dresses him the fuck down in like, in like, Bro, it's he's so good in this. It's scene. so yeah. fucking amazing. And then. Well, I was just, telling TJ, like, I thought, cause, you know, TJ was like, I was waiting for the coffee flavored coffee, and I was like, I thought it was at this part where he's like, I got a dick, and I was gonna be like, oh, you think you got, you know, but it did, thankfully, that isn't in this movie. Now, he's, he's super good in this movie, and then he just fucking full sends Piven off this roof, and yeah. like, and then he has the oh. goofiest yell. Yeah, Piven has the funniest scream as he, like, fu- <laughs> like it's, it's like a discount Wilhelm, like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, like, was laughing hysterically when he, he got thrown off the roof, like, it, there's just something about his fucking, the, the shriek that he makes, it's cracking so, up. at which point, radio snaps, and he just starts popping off fucking, shots yeah. at the other fucking, uh... uh this begins Roof. the descent into madness that his yes. character has. Like, yeah, he, he starts a bloodlust. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, like he freaks out. Yeah. Um, they work their way down the building. They work their way into the best lit sewer I've ever seen in my entire life. Second consecutive uh, Emilio sewer movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they so they end up at like I don't know some sort of like uh sewer priest like hangout sanctuary like i don't know what's going they end up in like the cargo hold from alien like it's just chains and wet hanging from the roof and they decide here's where they're gonna make their stand with some pipes and some just you know sludge uh they fucking uh zed comes through he fucking gets disarmed he give cuba gooding jr picks up his like Big old revolver, and he gives them. He's like, "You're not gonna do shit." And then Cuba Gooding fucking blasts him point break. And before the guy can like fucking die, he drowns. And that's when Cuba Gooding's like, "Let's kill everybody." It's like, "Oh wow, you got a taste for murder." Yeah. Uh, so Cuba Gooding Jr. is fucking just going ham. Everybody's like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Uh, Cuba Gooding, is this where he catches one? Where does he catch one? Um, he catches one in the market. Yeah. Is it in the, oh yeah, that's right. Cause yeah, they go there yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, let's do some crimes to like, they're like, let's break into the market. We'll fucking get arrested. We'll get the cops here. We'll do whatever we have to do to get out of this night, which is actually a pretty good plan. A good plan, however, a little weird that they would assume there would be overnight security at this fucking there was deli market. A, there was literally a sign on the wall that said 24 hour security. Yeah. yeah. Like they tap but, on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so they break in. Oh, did we miss the part where um Dennis Leary drowns his one guy and oh, yeah, last is like, I don't think he's getting up. Yeah, because yeah. fucking yeah, because Zed Zed was like Dennis Leary's best friend. Yeah. And then for some reason, this guy has watched Dennis Leary commit I don't know how he, many he, murders. He, yeah, and like this guy decided like he just Dennis Leary just killed somebody like an hour ago, and this guy this has like, got two bodies on him tonight. Yeah, this guy thinks it's a, a good idea to start being like, ah, this plan sucked. What are you doing? Like, what? Yeah. Like, 
just he goes full star off. scream yeah, yeah like we also miss there's a good scene where um they're chasing and then like a gang of children uh in, tries to intercede and dennis leary pulls the gang's like i understand you're trying to protect your block okay but uh He's like, here, let me give you some money. He's like, you can't, I can just take your money. He's like, no, you can't take my money, but you can take it. Yeah. He's like, there's blood on it. He's like, you ever seen money that doesn't have blood on it? Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Dennis Leary is so good in this movie. Yeah. A more poorly written scene, Dennis Leary just kills the kid, like, yeah. which would still work, no, but so, I think this works better. He's fucking menacing. And yeah. like, and I was telling TJ during the movie, I was like, do you think anyone in the 90s pitched Leary as, like, a cinematic Joker? Because I don't know if it would have worked, but I wouldn't have mind seeing it tried. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, so they break into this night market thing. Uh, Alarms going off. They're, the, the guards come. They're like, okay, maybe we're going to be okay. Uh, Then the gang shows up, and, like, the one guard just gets stabbed through the throat. And then everyone else gets murdered and people are getting shot. And then they hide Steven Dorf and, uh, and, and, and radio in a fucking, uh, closet that exists for some reason with a louver door. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to keep going back, but there's a, uh, there's also a great scene where they finally see a bus. Is that here or is that after this? No, it's before this. You're right. Okay. It's before this. They, they finally see a bus and they're it. chasing it down and they're like, mm-mm, not going to stop. And Cooper Gooding Jr. takes it upon himself to just fire off around at the bus uh, yeah, to, you know, to TJ's point of him being like completely unhinged well, also, at this point. Also, after he shoots the bus, he yells at, at Emilio Estevez for not being like, like not having balls. Which well, I guess they, they, any sense. Well, they imply that that he used to be some kind of tough guy, and that's what like the he's like, no, Stephen Dorf, you can't be a tough guy. I was a tough guy, and look where it got me, or some shit like that. Yeah. There's some lip service paid to like his somehow rough and tumble past, which is kind of clunky, but at least it's in there. Also, Emilio Estevez has another, like he did last week, weird uh, social statement where he's like, these people are our neighbors. Like, they my neighbors. It's like, yes, they are. This is probably 10 miles from your house. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody lives here, but cool. <laughs> yeah, there was, so also, did you, I don't know if I was just hearing things I wanted to hear, but at some point when Cuba Gooding Jr. shot somebody, did he quietly whisper the N-word? Because me and TJ yeah. looked at each other. We're like, I don't yeah. recall. Okay. Also, Cuba Gooding Jr., I guess in this movie, it's revealed why he never was an action star. He runs really oh weird. It's so and yeah. like, there's a point in the movie, like we're at, actually at that point now, where he's got the gun. I've never seen a man, like he holds the gun, like he's like crouched kind of forward. But like it, it, it looks so like he's awkward. unfamiliar with the concept of guns entirely, like, 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 like how they work or what they do. It's like yeah, it's, stalking by way of interpretive dance. Like it's very, <laughs> just very odd. Like and there's a scene earlier where like he's he, doing the um, nightman crawl. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he like it's when they go in the apartment and he's like, hold on, guys. And he does this weird like pirouetting and like me and Cox are like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> they don't really comment on it. It's just like and he doesn't really. Well, do what, what, he does. what they don't tell you is because he's their only black friend. He's just constantly going, this all black guys do this. And they're like, oh, OK. And he's just fucking yeah, right. with them. <laughs> but anyway, no. continue. So now uh the they're being stalked. They're being stalked through the building. Emilio Estevez is going through the rest of this. Uh, vertical, like, swap meet, uh, looking for, I don't know, tools or whatever he can use to best, uh, 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 just fucking, okay, why can't they dance later? Thank yeah. you. Um, oh, Everlast catches multiple rounds by two. Everlast <sighs> walks through two 
point blank 44 magnum rounds and like kind of sticks with it. Like, so, yeah. you know, good on them. Well, well earned name everlast. So then <laughs> they get, uh, so they're hiding in a closet. Emilio's trying to keep Dennis Leary from killing everybody. Emilio sets the, uh, mall to self destruct and then <laughs> decides that, all right, we're going to have a battle. And so they fight each other. And then he tosses Dennis Leary off of an open balcony and then somehow down a stairwell simultaneously. Uh, the cops his, show up. Don't he, call me he, fucking Francis. He police stories Dennis Leary. Yeah. The cops show up and they're like, yeah, your story all, al- apropos of nothing. They're like, yeah, Pause. story all checks out. Go ahead. They, they, they put a gun to his ear and they're like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's white. And then yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Everything's fine. But oh, not only that, his wife is immediately there. Like, your wife's outside. So Crash. I, still, I still think that the wife line is 80-yard for whatever reason. Because, like, yeah. you just hear it as, like, right before the it cuts to black. It's like, hey, your wife's outside. Like, why She's never she going to let him live this down, by the way. Well, first of all, well, all of his friends are dead almost. So, fine. So, she wins in a weird way. But second of all, yeah. like, in what universe would you want your wife driven down to this, like, this is like going with like taking your wife to Fallujah. Like, take me back home. Like, I don't. Yeah, be like in Three here. Kings, they fly Mark Wahlberg's yeah. wife to the fucking thing. Yeah, like I don't want you here. I want to be there. And then it's yeah. credits, and the movie's over, and then uh, it's a ton of fun. Um, this movie had a lot less hip hop in the the actual movie, like school, like the in well, the, in the movie itself. I have some weird insight for that, by the way. Please. Um, Everlast was on Talib Kweli's podcast a while back, and they had brought up this movie, and Everlast was supposed to get an exec producer on the soundtrack uh, because he basically put everybody together. The director apparently hated him, but the studio oh, really? wanted him in the movie and doing the soundtrack, and apparently he had a much bigger part in whatever the original cut of this movie is, but was severely oh. reduced. Yeah. Well, I guess because this is like right around the time like House of Pain was like popping off, right? Yeah. Like, or, yeah. yeah. With their one That's song. Well, because like I remember, like the the actual soundtrack has a lot of like hip hop on it, right? Like yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's exclusively like a rap rock CD. It's all like uh, Helmet and House of Pain or Daylon Teenage Fan Club or Dell yeah. and Dinosaur Junior. It's like uh, it's it was like akin that, to the Spawn soundtrack. I was just about to say yes. that. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's weird that none of that's in the movie. Like, it's it's very like in the score. I will say that the score that's in the movie doesn't fit the movie at all. Like, it's no. very weird. Like, it adds to the weird, the overall weirdness of this movie. But like, like God said, it sounded like Predator. It doesn't fit this movie like whatsoever. No. Alec, your thoughts. <laughs> um, I don't know. This movie I found kind of boring. Oh, uh, I almost immediately checked out when Jeremy Piven showed up. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh no!" Because <laughs> I, I remember this movie like coming out. I remember when it was released, um, when it came out in the theaters. Uh, I do remember it being like a very hip hop, heavy soundtrack. Um. Had you seen it before, Alec? I think I'd seen it, at least parts of it. Like, there were definitely scenes that I was like, oh, I remember this. But there were also a lot of scenes where I had no clue and didn't remember anything. Like, I remember, like, the RV getting jammed in the alley, and then they they light it on fire. 
to uh, enact their escape. Um, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't didn't remember, like the 20 minute scene of them tiptoeing through the train tracks, trying to, uh, or Dennis Leary tiptoeing through the train tracks, mm-hmm. trying to catch uh, catch the mighty ducks. Um, mm. This would have made a really good video game. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of surprising at that point in time. Kind of surprising they didn't just make one. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the True Lies game. <laughs> that game's dope. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, movie, that movie's dope. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, really, that was good in it. Cuba Gooding Jr. just. He was good in it. I don't know. Cuba Gooding Jr. is just a weird. Oh, he's just a weird guy, man. He's a weird casting in almost all anything. All over the place. Um, Gonna get a Cuba Gooding Jr. bump so we can watch that movie where he's a Navy diver. Oh shit! What the is it called? Is called? Honor? Maybe it's got De Niro in it. Yeah, it takes place at like or no West Point is the movie or they make they Annapolis make him, is the Annapolis movie. They make him they make him walk around and destroy his fake legs with like full diving gear on in the end of the scene of that movie. Um, anyway, Men of Honor. Yeah, Judgment Night. It's uh. The initial premise, I don't know, maybe I could have got more into it if the initial premise wasn't so insane that these four grown men on a weeknight need to make it to a boxing match in a Winnebago and they're running late. Like, you made all the preparations all worked out like weeks and months ahead of time. Like, you you go out of your way to get that van, but you don't go out of your way to schedule to be there on time. (laughs) I didn't even think about it, but Alex, right. If you just make this, it's somebody's birthday party or something. And it's on a weekend. Whose birthday was it? It was Emilio's birthday. Oh, okay. I think I want to say it was. So I want, in my memory, the movie premise is more like that, but obviously that's not accurate, but it was more like it was a, just them going into the city to hang out, yeah. not to see a prize fight that they missed. Ten minutes before it starts. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't know. Stephen Dorff was all right, I guess. Dennis good. Leary was. Dennis Leary was really good. I thought all the bad guys were pretty good. Yeah, I like the bad guys in this. Um, and I like the. I like the, like, 15 gallons of blood that were surrounding <laughs> Jeremy Piven's body after he got thrown off. Of oh, yeah. Like, there was enough yeah. blood to fill, like, a small swimming pool. All blood, no bones, Jeremy Piven. <laughs> My man was juicy. <laughs> they call him No Bones Piven. <laughs> Good old No Bones. <laughs> um... What else do we want to talk? I feel like we covered a lot during the synopsis. That, that honest, like honest to God, that's one of like Gog's best synopsis. Oh, yeah, <laughs> concise. Got all the information in there. Was funny and witty, but didn't take too long. I guess it's just like the movie. Although yeah. the movie was almost two hours. It, I, it on one hand, been, it, de- it on one shorter. hand, it definitely felt like it. On another hand, it really didn't feel like it. If that makes sense. 
I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's because the beginning, like, I feel like takes way too long. It takes way too yeah. long to get to the inciting incident with them just dicking around in the bus. And it's not like you really learn anything about them in that whole fucking half an hour it takes to get to Honestly, New York undercover. The movie, movie could have just started with them in the fucking bus. Yeah. I mean, how much, do you, like you said, how much do you really gain from the wife talking Emilio Estevez, like, and is outgrown his friends, and he has a family. Like, you could establish that at any point in the movie. Yeah. And also, like, I think you said it. There's like a passive kind of thing where Emilio Estevez used to be like a street tough or something, but they don't really focus on it very much. So, like, there again, like, you don't, you know what I mean? It, yeah. in, in a weird way, like, Emilio Estevez is like strangely miscast in this movie. I think because. Like, for the way they talk about him, he should be, like, a big, burly, tough guy, and he's not, like, Emilio Estes is, like, 5'8". Like, well, he he seems like a little kid in, like, a yeah. big coat. <laughs> like, there's something, like, very, like, yeah. uncanny about how old he's supposed to be. He has a like a beautiful like a, quaff of hair, though. You he gotta, does, yeah. he's, got, he's got, like, that, like, sort of high-pitched, like, sweet voice and, like, yeah. that innocent, like, I don't know if Emilio Estes can grow facial hair. Like, he's just a forever baby. He certainly yeah. doesn't seem like a guy who would start some shit or fight a bus as Cuban <laughs> Jr. would lead you to believe. No. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into five knuckle shuffles, shall we? Yeah. Also, I just looked up a current picture of Emilio Estevez. And Mustache. He's 60 years old, but he looks like he really has aged very well. Like, he looks great. And he doesn't look like he had, like, a ton of work done or anything. Either. No. Well, he, yeah. he also looks... doesn't have AIDS, so that probably helps. <laughs> that also scans, yeah. No, but like he looks like it's like he uh he still looks very young for like his age. Anyway, uh, five knuckle shuffle time, and I'm about to sneeze. Gogs. Uh, I'm gonna go out and let me give this thing an eight, like because I had a lot of fun. It's probably a seven. It's but I had a great time watching it, so I'm giving it an eight. Uh, Dennis Leary's really good in it. Uh, it's actually really well shot. Uh, the the score while being kind of like and doesn't make sense it sort of still works just with all the jungle drums and craziness um the lighting's cool the scenes are cool the bad guys are menacing uh cuban jr's a fucking weirdo but that not and the, and the ending's a punch out but that notwithstanding i had a lot of fun with it so it's an eight for me dog sean uh, I'm gonna give it an eight too. I would give it a seven because it, it is a little saggy and like the better version of this movie is just them hemmed up in the apartment building and the train yard and like yeah. it's a little bit more propulsive. But because it's so fucking weird, like the setting and because Dennis Leary, because I'm like, oh, I forgot Dennis Leary's in this movie. This is gonna suck shit. And then it was like, oh, he's actually really good in this. It bumps it up a, a little bit. Like so, it's definitely like. It's better than it has any rights to be, and it weirdly has like a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I don't know what the issue was specifically. But yeah, like I, I felt like everybody was pretty believable. Like it's just like they're kind of in a hurry to go nowhere. There's no, like the movie needs like a destination yeah. or something good, for them to good, get to. That's a good way to put it. They're like in a hurry to know. Like that really is a good way to put it. Like I think. There needs to be something in the script where, like, it, they need a, they need like a, a an endpoint, like that. Yeah. That, that, like, final scene should have been like 
a we're all I mean, I guess it kind of is we're almost out of this, but they really weren't. You know what I mean? No. Like, like you, you have no sense of place because it's like, I don't know how big this is. I don't know what this butts up to. Like in the Warriors, they're going to Coney Island, right? right. Or, you know, in that kind of movie. So the whole thing is getting there. And not only that. There's not just one gang chasing, there's a million. So, like, even in the slower parts, it's still tense. With this, it's just those guys chasing, and it works. But, like, the the logistics of, like, four dudes chasing another four dudes all across an entire empty city is, like, yeah. eh, you know. So, yeah. but, no, I, I think this is, it's a good movie. Like, it's enjoyable. Uh, like, I I definitely wasn't bored. So, uh, Alec. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Um, it needed to start off a little faster for me to get into it. And it was hard to pick it up after, um, hard to pick it up after, uh, it started kind of so slowly and, uh, saggily. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Emilio's good in it. Emilio. <laughs> um, he was good in it. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed his acting. Uh, Dennis Leary, it may be the best movie Dennis Leary's ever done. He's really, um, really good in this, yeah. Yeah, Q Gooding Jr. is a weirdo. Um, yeah, it's a six. It was, uh, if it, if it jumped into it a little bit faster, cause I could see what Sean means, cause I, I watched it in two halves. I watched half of it yesterday and half of it today. The first half really kind of drags. Yeah. Second half. I definitely see that. Second half, uh, definitely, uh, business picks up is, uh, JR used to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you got to it a little faster, cause it's an hour 50. Like, if you cut 15 minutes out of that intro, like, yeah. you probably got like a fucking tight hour 35 absolute banger. Um, agreed. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Who's left? TJ? Me. Uh, it's a seven. I really enjoyed it, but like, there's, it's not without its faults. Like, I felt like it, a lot of the choices, and maybe it was budgetary, but like, the, it, when Sean just said it, and I totally agree, but like, you needed some other obstacles to get in their way. Cause like, when it's just 4v4 or whatever, it's kind of like you, you had the homeless guys at first, and that was kind of interesting, but like, you needed more set pieces like that. Like, or you needed like, I don't know, another miscellaneous crime syndicate going after. You need the baseball furies is what you well, need. You need yeah. you, or maybe, the cops or yeah, something. Or something. You needed something. Cause like it, it, there's parts that just like, I feel like this movie does kind of have a saggy middle, but like when it gets to like the actual set piece stuff, like I thought the apartment building scene was cool, but you could have gone longer with that. I thought like the train yard scene was kind of cool, but like it's in between those, those scenes, you know? But I still didn't think it was bad. I, again, I, I, this movie was very goofy. Like, Jeremy Piven's character and, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character are, they're both really weird and like, they both make a lot of very odd decisions, I feel like, in this movie. Like, Cuba Gooding Jr. especially. Well, like you can even he could even be an obstacle to them. And I think they want to go that direction for a minute when they say, well, oh, we'll just fucking leave you here. But then it doesn't right. go anywhere. No. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, but I really like Dennis Leary a lot. Like the, the scene before where he kills Jeremy Piven is like really, really good. 
And I was telling Goggs, like, I was waiting for him, and, and we all remember this, but we remember Dennis Leary in the 90s, and he was always like, okay, okay. And I thought he was going to have, like, he did it in fucking Natural Born Killers, where he, he basically went into his, like, comedy shtick. Like, yeah. His, 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 he did like, a, a five-minute set, yeah. He does like it in Demolition act. Man, too. Yeah, I was, yes, exactly. And I was yeah. waiting for that in this movie, and he doesn't do it. And I'm like, thank God. Because I was waiting for it, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. But it never happened, and he's great in it. And like, um, I don't know. There's more good than bad in this overall, but there's definitely like, it's kind of it's one of those movies I think is a little frustrating because there's parts that if you just tightened it up, you could have like a ten, like easy. But like, it's a little rough. It's a little rough around the edges, but it's still still definitely a fun watch. So yeah, it's seven for me, dog. So whose pick is it next week? I think it's me and you were left. No, I already picked. No, oh, Alec me and Alex. Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex, you got one? Go for it. Yeah, I got one. It's the Bon Jovi music video, Say It Isn't So. Hell yeah. It's four minutes long. From Young Guns? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, it's it's from 2000. Much more recent than Young Guns. Huh. Yeah, I never heard of it either. Uh, we're going to go with... Uh, Free Jack. I got two. Uh... Ah, uh, loaded weapon one. Hell oh yeah! All right, all right. Is it that or D two, the Mighty Ducks. Oh, loaded weapon. Both yeah, bangers. Weapon. But loaded I haven't weapon. seen loaded weapon one in a long time. Me neither. All right, a rare comedy on the show. Be interesting. It'll be interesting because it's a National Lampoon spoof. Will it be? Major League Two or Major League Three? You'll find yeah, out. Right? Just, I haven't seen Loaded Gun. I haven't seen this movie in like I didn't even. I was like a kid when this came out. Like it was a long time ago. Is this the one where the police chief says your pants will be dancing with figs? With figs. I, you say that all the time. <laughs> I love this movie. Is this the one where like? It, am I getting this confused with another parody movie where? They go to Emilio Estevez's like, trailer, trailer and it's got fucking got columns and shit inside. <laughs> yeah. 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 This movie, Emilio Estevez, Sam Jackson, Tim Curry. This movie. Armando Sante? Or no, that was a different spoof movie he was in. Yeah, Tim like, Curry. It was a basic guy, instinct. Yeah, no, Armando Sante did like a basic instinct, like a court thriller spoof around the same time. I can't remember what it was called though. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. to- talk about this although, although i can weirdly quote a lot of d2 the mighty ducks for some reason i don't know why not like, d1 no d2 it's like what are you doing coach getting some ice cream <laughs> ice cream with the enemy <laughs> knuckle puck time oh boy uh all right everybody that's the show uh yeah. you know you know what to do eat your own ass and uh we'll see you next time all right Later, boys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Dude. I, have, I have to shit.